Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. You know what, guys? Hello. <laughs> it's still three. It's not my normal, you know, introduction, my hello, hello, hello. But I was like, you know what? What if people are legit not listening in the morning always? So I'm just going to give you like three intros and yeah. Um, I got to be honest, I'm really proud of myself. I legit used to like fill up post-its like it's my job and mainly because I was always afraid I was going to forget to mention something or even when I film my lives on Facebook, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to, like, I think I still use post-its, not as many, but I am actually now so good with everything when it comes to my podcast. I mean, you figure in April, it'll be a year and I can now legit take the concept idea I want and I just write the title down and then I write down like any show notes that I'm going to add or I'll just kind of like block things off like where I want my break and when I'm going to do the second half and that's it. One post-it. One post-it. I also shouldn't be wasting post-its like that because, you know, it's not good for the environment. And someone's like, well, why don't you just write it on a post-it on your computer? And I, listen, I get it. It's there for me to use, but I'm old school too. Like I still love books. I like to touch the book. I like to read from the book. I, one thing I must say, this was really hard for me because I, I think I'm a book hoarder. I still have a lot of my books, but when I got divorced, I donated like so many of my books to the local library that in town that I lived in. And with the donating, I donated like all of my Twilight books. And I'm like, oh man, like I kind of wish I had them because I mean, I don't know if my son when he grows up is going to love Twilight, but I, I don't know. I feel like whatever, I'll get over it. I mean, I still have the books that I love. <laughs> Like I was a, like, I still love Lauren Conrad. I have all of her books. Um, there was this book called schooled and this was, um, when I took time off from teaching, I was get back into teaching. Excellent book. If you're a teacher, it's a good read. Um, trying to think other books, you know, like my twilight books, some books I just had kind of hanging around that I read and I was like, meh, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I want to restart like a library collection just to have like books that I truly loved, books that I read and books that maybe are worthy of something in the future. Like I still have Where the Sidewalk Ends. Like I have, it's like in rare form, but I still have that book. It's a good one. So yeah, today um, I have, this topic came up when I was talking about uh, some thing that I'm currently working on with a friend and I, my internal voice and I'm not going to say I don't talk about what I think about because I do. I'm very blunt and you guys know that. But my internal voice thinks in colors. So I was like, oh, great podcast episode. What color are you? And what I mean by that is in our lives, we have this, you know, we have everyone has a personality, right? Everyone has an opinion about something. But when I think about creative aspects, whether it's for my blog, whether it's for this podcast, whether it's for my OCD and how organized and clean I want my house, I think in colors. Um, and I remember I was saying that this idea uh, 
was, I was like, ah, oh, no, it's kind of coming off gray when I wanted to be like pink and yellow and I wanted to be bright. And then I thought, started thinking about like, how can I relate that to my life and, you know, 4.0 in my life? Like, you know, if you think about it, we live a very scheduled life. We wake up at a certain time. We go to work at a certain time. We come home at a certain time. We make dinner at a certain time. And then we go to bed at a certain time. It's really gray. It's really gray, you know? Not that gray is a horrible color because let me tell you something. I actually, I, I love gray. <laughs> like I'm obsessed. That's, you know, like I'm obsessed with the color. To me, it's soothing. But what I mean is we use the color gray in rooms or on paintings, and we then add accents and pop a color. So it is our foundation. So there's nothing really wrong with the color gray. I like the color gray, but it's a foundational color to me. And, you know, then I'll add in like a pop of blue, like a nice like ocean blue, or maybe, um, I don't know, like a, a rose gold goes beautiful with gray. You really add that in there. So what I wanted to do is I was like sitting down, I'm like, hmm, like how can I relate this to my life? Like what color really am I? And maybe since, you know, when kids are little, they see things in color, like, you know, they eat in color, you know, so like if you're feeding your kid and you're just like constantly having like mundane colors on their plate, it's not as exciting for them. Like you have to add different colors. They like the exciting colors. They'll go for something like, you know, the rainbow ball that we just bought in the store versus like there was a black glittery like galaxy bouncy ball. And then there was like a neon rainbow ball. And my son wanted the colorful one, obviously like kids choose things in color. So then why can't we view as adults, our life, how we once viewed life as a kid, right? So I started thinking about how I can start to really analyze because the way I think about my life is I'll think about myself, my love, marriage, or relationship, whatever you're in, and then my work life. And I try to think about the colors of each of those avenues. And that's something you should do because we are different people when we are alone. Um, and again, that is a very, I did a podcast many moons ago about this being alone, being um, single is a very powerful moment that you can have with your life and relationship that you can build with yourself. So, you know, sometimes people are just, they're single and they're unhappy. So then would you say, what color would you say your life is? Would you say your color of your life is just like a dark blue? You know, it's it's stagnant. It needs more you know, vibrant drops of color within it. So for me, myself, I would say because, and it doesn't, you know, it, it changes. I won't say it changes. Um, but what I like to think about is like a different gradient of a color. I do, I'm up, listen, honest to God, my favorite color is blue. Why is my favorite color blue? Because it was my dad's favorite color. I know that sounds cheesy and everything, but my dad loved the color blue. So I grew up loving the color blue. And, um, you know, if you notice, like gray is not blue, but it's a gradient of a blue. Like if you really start to like weed out the color, you get down into it. And if anyone is like a doctorate in colors and you're like, no, nah, she's wrong. I don't care. Okay. This is how I view my life. So, you know, go do your studies in color gradients and whatnot, whatever. Um, <laughs> Cause I can only imagine like you guys, listen, here's the thing in this, you know, a little side, little sidetrack here. When you are in the social media world, 
anything you say is up for grabs for people to legit bring you down. There's never, and this is what I understand, there's never a moment where someone's like, wow, I really loved what you said. Instead, it's, um, I just want to let you know that what you said was wrong. Great. Thanks, Sally. But you know what? I don't care. (laughs) You know what I care about? I care about those of you who are listening and it's like the numbers are increasing every time I log on and look at this podcast. And I'm like, you guys, I stinking love you. Like you are like, oh my God, it would be so cool. We could just like high five everybody. Like, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. (laughs) All right. So back to colors here, you know, over here. What color are you? So, you know, I started thinking about myself and I view myself as, hmm, if I, hmm, I definitely view myself as yellow. And the reason why I say yellow is because yellow can be too bright sometimes. And I do get that. Like I go into the office, I get to work at six in the morning and some people are like, Dina, slow down, <laughs> slow it down, lower it down. But I can't help it. You guys don't understand. I, I carry a lot with me. I've had a lot happen to me in my past and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying anything about people's past hasn't you know, giving them a purpose to say, well, me too. That's not what I'm doing. I'm talking about me here for a second because I feel like whenever you bring up something that justifies you, someone always does, well, me too. Okay, listen, you too, yes, but I'm just letting you know why I'm so bright in the morning. You want to know why I'm so bright in the morning? Because I'm alive. And if I wake up in the morning and something bad happened last night or I stubbed my toe on the way out, I don't care anymore because I'm alive. I woke up alive. I woke up and I literally get to have my delicious latte that I've learned to make. And it's like, today was awesome. Let me tell you something. My latte today, I don't know what I did. I don't know if it's because I took my time or I wasn't rushing. Like It's great. It's great. And these are the little things that make me happy. So yes, if I come into work and it's too much for you, I apologize. But please look at me as this person who's excited that I woke up and I'm alive. Okay. So then I say I'm yellow as myself. Um, And then when I get to work, I might like turn it down to, okay, my favorite color right now is Sartreuse. Did I say that right? You know what? This is why I love Google because you can do this thing where you, well, if I can log, I keep forgetting. I try to do the face identification and my microphone popper is in front. So it's like, that's not your face. Why do you have like all these lines all over your face? All right. So let's make sure I'm saying this correct. I can't even spell. <laughs> it's all right. They knew what I was trying to say. Um, pronunciation. All right. So this is how we say what I'm trying to say. Let's see. Chartreuse. I was saying it right. Sartreuse. Wait, hold on. Chartreuse. Okay. So I'm obsessed with this color chartreuse. And I think (sighs) December, was it December? Maybe. Yeah. In December, it was either after, no, it was right before Christmas. J. Crew had this chartreuse uh, sweater 
like really comfy. It's one of those sweaters that you can totally just wear around the house. <clears throat> or like you can like, I add like a huge statement necklace on it to dress it up. I love doing that with pieces, like something comfy, adding a statement necklace. And it's like, uh, so I'm obsessed with this color mainly because, um, it's like, you have to look it up. I can't really explain it. It's not a neon green, but it has like hints of neon, hints of yellow. And for me at work, that's who I am. So my bright yellow early in the morning self, because that's who I am, turns into the chartreuse color where it's, I'm a teacher, right? So my goal is to make what I'm teaching interesting, relatable. Otherwise, these kids are going to like put their head down and pass out. And do I have times where my yellow just like super like turns down and it's like, oh, yes, because, you know, I'm on my feet all day. Um, you know, teaching is hard. If anyone's ever told you it's the easiest job in the world, it's not. I'm also a high school teacher. So there's a lot of, you know, different students I see throughout the day and who needs extra help and, you know, who needs um, extra help on the second half of lab, which normally would be my lunch. But I'm like, let's just do this. Let's help you guys out. And my clientele, I'm also, so I'm science and special education and these kids are my heart and soul. So, you know, there's a lot. So my, my color from yellow, bright yellow in the morning, when I be, you know, go into teacher mood, if you will, turns into that chartreuse. And I love it because it's like, it's minimal enough that it's not over the top, but then of course I'm the teacher that sings and dances to entertain them. So it's still bright enough. And then when I come home, I admit, um, I'm tired, <laughs> but then I can't be too tired because I come home from work and I go right into my second job as a mom. So my chartreuse turns it up right back to a bright yellow, if you will. And then it's like, let's go, let's, let's color, let's play Legos, let's roll on the floor. Let's, uh, you know, make kitchen, uh, pretend kitchen food, um, you know, we haven't gotten to Play-Doh yet. I can't wait because I'm obsessed with Play-Doh. But there's like this variant of color, the variant of color that moves throughout the day with me. And that's literally from like my myself to my work. And then, you know, towards the end of the night, I'll, I'll start to fall into like a blue, like a calming blue as I wind down. And I know you're like, well, wait a second, how'd you go from yellow to blue? Well, okay. So the chartreuse is coming back into me and there's like the green and the yellow and you mix the green and yellow, you get your blue. See, today's like a little, you know, color wheel learning experience, your primary colors, what can you do? <laughs> and then, you know, with my relationship, um, it's hard because my husband works a lot, so I don't get to see him as much as I want to. So I say blue because I tried to be relaxed and calm because of the fast-paced work that he's in and the fast-paced work as a teacher mom I'm in. And I feel like there needs to be that like balance instead of having like a rocky boat on the river, you know, it's where I'm on a blue stream, just, you know, coasting on down and just trying to enjoy every single moment in time that, you know, I have with him. So I don't know, like I, I felt like dealing with colors made me more aware of how my life was, how my day was. And I was even, I even wrote that in my notebook, like I should write a book about this, you know, write a book about, you know, the colors of your life and how you truly can examine each color. Like, so each chapter would be de dedicated to like a color and what's going on in your life. And I was like, yes. Um, so. 
I started writing it. And I'm not saying this is going to become a book of mine. I usually just write things down and I just go with it. And that's kind of how my book came out years ago. I just started writing in a journal. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, it's a book. Um, so if anyone's writing this down and copying and trying to take my idea, um, on today, Sunday, February 9th at approximately 7.47 a.m. while I am recording this, it's my idea. So I'll hold you to that. I'll replay this. I'll be like, did you hear this? <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. Sorry. I'm just looking at the latte and it's sad because, you know, it wants me to drink it. Um, So I don't know, like if anyone is a journaler or you have, you know, you use something on your phone, just seriously sit down with it. It's, it, it's really enlightening if you understand the colors. And what I decided to do is um, tomorrow I have my post that goes up for T-Tox uh, detox. It's my tea blog. So every Monday I write about teas. And what I was thinking about doing was associating the colors of tea. And I did a post on this a while ago um, with the colors of your life and maybe why we make certain selections in our life with tea versus, you know, the colors of our life. So it's going to be a collaboration. And then what I decided to do for my live at eight, I'm sorry, live at seven now, I changed the time because I'm an old fart and I want to go to bed earlier. Um, is I'm like M <laughs> is I'm going to talk more about this whole concept. So if you guys are familiar with the blog, thequeenbuzz.com, it's my baby. My baby turns 10 in April. It's crazy. And then, yeah, I go live on facebook.com slash thequeenbuzz every Monday night. Listen, if I don't go live, it's because my son's having a moment um, at seven o'clock and you guys can just watch me, watch me be silly Watch me nay nay. No, don't watch me do that. But just, you know, watch me. It's fun. It's cool. All right. So with that being said, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this concept and, you know, this new outlook and how I view life and how I'm going to be more color, I guess, coordinated. Really love the color chartreuse. I think I need, I only have one item of clothing with chartreuse. So I think I need to like really amp it up. So if anyone has any like good suggestions of where to get that, like, chartreuse wardrobe, please let me know. And yeah, I'm going to take a quick break, come back, and as always, continue reading my book, Paperback Princess. Be right back, guys. Chapter 7, The Summer Wind. That summer wind truly came blowing in and embraced Ross and I with so many memories from LBI to a family's wedding and me getting his father to dance the Macarena and then ending the summer by driving down to law school for him to finish his last year. He even went on a cruise before he left for school, not leaving me much time to spend with him. Ross, being the romantic he is, came back with the ring for me. It was the cutest thing ever, and it was to remind me that he was always thinking about me. For those of you flipping out, it was just a promise ring. Ross and I exchanged many rings from the blue thread ring to the plastic titanic ring and the vintage ring. Yes, we were that seriously in love with one another to the point where one Christmas I gave Ross cufflinks at my, as my engagement and proposal to him. I knew he wouldn't take it as the real deal proposal, but I wanted to show him my love for him and how he was my forever. I remember boarding the train to head back home on my 12-hour ride alone after driving down to his school and spending the weekend with him. I watched out the window and he waved. <laughs> I watched out the window and waved to Ross as if it was the last time I would see him. He was nine hours away in another state and having the time of his life at law school. He was so smart when it came to his studies that majority of the time when he was golfing instead of studying, it just worked. He had a true passion in the subject of law and true love for it all, so it just made sense to him. 
I, on the other hand, went back for my last year of college at Montclair State University to soon graduate and become a teacher. I also had to work during college to pay for my books, loans, and gas, so there really was no time to truly enjoy college the way you're supposed to. However, I was truly grateful to just be in school, educating myself, and graduating next May. Ross and I would talk every night or nights that he could, and I never bothered him. I told him when he wanted to talk, call or text me. I knew the amount of work he had and pressure with the bar coming up and trying to land a job back here in New Jersey. I visited as much as I could, we danced at his barrister's ball, and we took road trips to the Rose Garden and made memories that will last a lifetime. I even played my very first game of beer pong and was introduced to Jägermeister, which left that night one I can't really recall. I do recall sometimes wondering if a relationship could work when two people live far away, but even when a girl was messaging him on Facebook trying to date him, he denied and picked me. Her name was Lucifer, I believe. That year came and went. We spent Christmas together and then planned our graduation party together as well. We had it at his mother's house with plenty of friends and family surrounding us as we cut our cake together. Of course, in my head, we were cutting our wedding cake, but as we approached one year of true bliss and happiness, I prayed every day it would never end. Another beautiful summer approached, and this time it was different. Ross had asked me if I wanted to get an apartment with him. At this point in time, I did not land a teaching position, and no law firm picked him up either. But rum and noodles, peanut butter and jelly, and the warmth of each other is all we needed. We moved into our happy little apartment with my puppy and made it work. That summer, I learned more about my love, Ross. He likes to get undressed and leave his clothes all over the floor, leave the toilet seat up, leave toothpaste in the sink, dirty dishes stay dirty, and after shaving, he likes to show me all that has come off by leaving it in the sink. I am a neat freak with OCD, so when we started learning all about each other, things got interesting. I must say the toilet seat went down, toothpaste and shaving particles disappeared, and the clothes went under the bed instead of all over the walkway floor. I gave him a 7 out of 10 stars for trying. There were nights when we both came home exhausted, there were nights we were so hungry, but all we could afford was our ramen noodle dinner or peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But we were happy. We were the couple that would camp out in the living room on our pullout couch we scored from Craigslist so we would fall so we could fall asleep while watching our boob tube. We didn't have closet space in our one bedroom apartment, so Ross turned the attic walk-in into a closet for us. It also made for extra storage and a cooler in the winter since it was not insulated. We were that couple that people truly hated. We made it work. We never fought We just made it all work out. The summer ended and fall came and Ross was offered a position. It wasn't the position he hoped for, but he would work hard. He would work hand in hand with a judge and learn more than he thought he he would. I didn't hear from any other school. So I became a nanny for two little boys, four days a week, eight hours a day. The money paid for rent and food. And that's all we needed. My mother helped with groceries and I love her more for allowing me to use her washer and dryer. His mother would make us the most delicious breads ever, and his father and my father, both such great handymen, helped us when we needed things fixed. We truly were a blessed couple. Family, friends, and each other was all we needed. We could stay home and watch TV or go for a walk, and that made us happy. I could hide around the corner and scare the heck out of him. And yes, he hated it, but we laughed at the recordings I made. Our little apartment, 135 Lincoln Street, was where true love was born on the summer of 2006. That September, Ross saved up his pennies and surprised me with a home. I couldn't believe it and at the same time felt sad to see our precious little apartment go. We shared so many memories and now it was time to start new ones, Ross said. He had purchased a townhouse with two floors, three bedrooms, and two and a half baths. The best part was that we had a washer and dryer upstairs, which was a beautiful thing as Ross could literally undress and toss into the washer. Spoiler alert, that never happened. I admit 
As happy as I was, I was also very scared for the move. I was just a nanny with no health benefits, student loans, and a car payment. Ross didn't get his lawyer job yet and was just making 45 k a year. With a mortgage and plenty of bills, I was afraid we wouldn't make it work financially and more so since I couldn't really contribute as I live paycheck to paycheck with maybe $20 every two weeks to spare, that if anything happened, I'd be left homeless. I knew it was a leap of faith and I knew how much I loved Ross, so I packed my bags once again and embraced it all. Those neon green walls sure did follow us from our apartment to our new home and I got more excited that one of those extra bedrooms would be mine. We literally moved in the day before a giant snowstorm and awoke with a sea of boxes in the living room. I soon landed myself a medical leave replacement at a school, so I was making more money and happy to contribute to our home. We happily began making our home a beautiful place, and Ross wanted to celebrate one night by taking a walk out to the golf course. Oh, I forgot to mention we lived on a golf course, which was probably 90% why Ross wanted to move here. Truly, I couldn't complain because at least I knew... He was one minute away from the house after he was done playing, or since he was so daring and still played when there was thunder, he could jet home before the man upstairs shot him a bolt or two. Because we lived on a golf course, there were no street lights on the course, so Ross instructed me to grab the dog and a flashlight for a nice winter walk on the golf course. It was a clear night and a little cold, but anything with Ross was magical and well worth it. It was a nice, it was such a nice walk until Ross took off running with the flashlight in hand and leaving me with our dog in the darkness. Of course, every horror movie flashed in my head, and I was pretty sure Jason was behind me waiting with his giant machete, and the underground tremors were waiting to lift up and eat me. But then I heard Ross calling to me, and poof, there goes those darn scary people. Mia, hurry up and check this out. You bet your buns, I hurried quickly. I mean, Jason was back there. I ran up beside Ross as he shined the flashlight on a bunch of words written into the snow. It said, will you marry me? I thought to myself how cute someone just proposed, and then I realized Ross was down on one knee with a ring for me. I gasped and began screaming as I tackled him to the floor with excitement, forgetting to respond. Mia, you didn't answer me. Of course, Ross, I love you, and I think I knocked the ring out of the box. Do you have it? With all my excitement, I thought I had knocked the ring into the snow, and luckily that wasn't the case, as he slid it on my finger and officially made me his fiance. Ross, we need to run in the house, and I need to get my camera and take pictures, and then we need to go see my mom right away. I did just that, ran into our home and grabbed my Canon Rebel, took so many pictures of the writing in the snow with my ring, with my horrible manicure, chipping off, and then raced to my mother's house. They all knew, and my mom was so happy. I couldn't stop smiling, as it was the happiest day of my life. When we met, I fell in love with him within one month's time and feared it was just a summer love fling that wouldn't last. It was a rainy night a month later in August when he whispered he loved me into my ear. We just worked, and this night made it all make sense. You aren't supposed to know when true love comes about. You can't plan it or even hope for it with one pers- with a person. It truly just happens. It happened that night when Ross's date fell through. Fate stepped in and knew it was knew it was to be us forever. This night, when Ross asked for my hand in marriage, I would never forget. I remember falling asleep that night feeling different. I felt like we just fell in love all over again. I felt the warmth of his heart beating in sync with mine. It all made sense to me that the man next to me was the one I would spend eternity with no matter how many clothes he throws on the floor or dirty dishes he leaves in the sink. I, as his future wife, will honor and respect all his decisions as our love will grow and flourish forever. Now, when can I get a manicure to show off this sparkly on my finger? That's all I'm going to read. Oh, man, I had trouble reading it today, huh? I think it's because it's like still early in the morning and, you know... I'm tired. 
I'm tired. <laughs> but I want to thank you guys always so much for tuning in, listening to me. Um, you know, 10 years of my blog coming up in April, a year of podcasting coming up in April. And, you know, there's going to be some more great things along the way. Just can't talk about them right now because, you know, when you talk about things, you get, yeah, you give it away. You just got to let it, you know, just let it, let it coast on the surface. Let it coast along. Let someone see it. And they're like, oh my God. All right. So to be honest with you guys, my latte is getting cold. I want to drink it. And it's Sunday. I want to go relax. So you guys do the same. But before you forget and before you go off and do any fun festivity things you have planned for today, make sure you rate and review this podcast. Love, like, share. Please share. Tell your friends. Tell your family. 4.0 in life with me, Dina, every Sunday. All right. Let's talk next Sunday. Bye.